You wanna go to war? You got a war. You started it, we gonna finish. Special. I'm not. I'm not spending hours going piece by piece over every second of the frame. You know, I just kind of say, click, compress. Okay, there we go. You have a little bit to add it out, and I was going to start with the. And the guy told me, and I was like, "Hey, if there's a new way, I'll be the first in line." Hey. <laughs> so, Punga Podcast number eleven. Eleven. That's right. Dan Story once again. Chris Crude. And with us today is Josh Tragedy. Hello. So Josh uh, is the uh, bass player for Sacred Cows, as of uh, still of this time, still officially. <laughs> and uh, also as uh, Brett likes to call him, the uh, with the big wig at uh, Identity Theft Records. Yeah, that's a wig? The, I didn't know that was a wig. That looked natural. The corporate bastard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Identity Theft Records. So, yeah, I've been wanting to kind of get Josh on here for a while, and uh, we kind of had to move. We're out of... Uh, the comfort zone. Yeah, we're, we're out of the... Uh, what was it we were calling it? The same place, the uh, ultimate word. Parts Unknown. That's parts what we were unknown. calling it. Parts we're not unknown. recording at Parts Unknown. We're, we're at the laboratory, <laughs> as it's yes. known. Or is, it, or is it the laboratory? I just like saying the laboratory. laboratory. It's better than laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> just hear somebody whizzing in the background. And... Well, that wouldn't be the first time on the Punk Off podcast, so <laughs> not breaking new ground with that. That is true. I'm glad you were quick to just think of that, because that is, that is a fact. So Don't need anybody pissing in the studio today. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Josh, you and I have known each other off and on over the years from yeah, way back. Yeah. 90s easily. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the thing kind of growing up around the Finley area. Everyone who is into kind of different punk, what alternative, what, however you want to label it. Everyone kind of knows everyone, at least in some, some aspects. So, right, right. So we've always kind of been a like, fairly tight-knit community as far as that goes, as, mm-hmm. as far as... Everyone's usually been crossed in some other band at some point playing with somebody else or they know or have helped out. And so I don't know really where I'm going with this, but I guess it just kind of <laughs> leads to, I guess, how, how did you end up first getting into punk? Uh, probably through skateboarding. Was it? Actually. That's, yeah, yeah that, that was the same like way. Dead Kennedys and Black Flag and, you know, just bands like that just led to more bands pretty yeah. much, you know, friends making compilation tapes. You got into the level one so, area, like with Suicidal Tendencies, right, Dead right. Kennedys, Misfits. Yep. Started listening to that, and then you started <clears throat> finding out about bands like Naked Aggression, mm-hmm. uh, Doom, that yeah. kind of, yeah. I'm still not at a level one. It's been like 25 years now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a hard level to break. It is a good one. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, that was how I, because for me, it was kind of uh, when I first got into skateboarding, I bought Thrasher magazine. Right. When Thrasher was still cool and kind of punk rock at that point. And then there was the Dogtown ad with the uh, suicidal tendency, because they were selling uh, CD, or well, no, they were selling tapes and, and records then. And they would have like uh, suicidal tendencies, especially the first album, and then like Excel. Because for me, I was like, I got to find out about these bands. And they got these really cool, weird, you know, I didn't know about like the Venice Vato tagging much then, but you know, to me that was cool. Sure. Coming from Northwest Ohio, we didn't really have, you know, people just if there was tagging, someone would take a spray can and put boner or I eat pussy, and that was that was usually about the extent of it. That's the one thing good about being in this area. You're always trapped by a train someplace or another, and you can see all the bad artwork going by on the on the cars. Occasionally, we'll get some from New York, where I live. But but you live in New York? No, I just mean you could tell the the style. So as I become older, I'm like, I didn't realize yeah, we were going to be talking about tagging. Right, right outside your back door. Yeah. So I've kind of learned over the years, especially between the internet, I've kind of learned like different styles of the area. So I've kind of become familiar, at least, with New York and Chicago, since sometimes that rolls through what's on my ear. Is that like an East Coast versus West Coast rap game? Yeah, I guess, except that would be more like East Coast versus Midwest, I guess. But but no, no it's like any, it's kind of like a lot of other area things where stuff will either look or sound kind of the same. I know this graffiti is kind of like that a lot. Well, a lot of listeners might not know or this. Burners. But, but the area we live in is uh, very famous for all its trains, and we actually have, like, train festivals. That's and, right. And in the last week, people from all over the country came into our small town to watch train trains. Go by. Yep, Railfest. Yes. Yeah, I had a bunch of them poking around in my neighborhood once they found out they were... You could make money doing that. You could, we've you actually could make thought... a deck, put a deck on the back. No joke, we've actually thought about that, so... Because, yeah... Uh, I guess I missed out on Railfest. Yes, Railfest. I think this is the second annual sure, or Andrew, third annual. The crowd. They, you would be surprised at the people that come out of there in the out-of-state plates. We saw, this is going to sound really bad and really racist, but we saw a group full of Asians packed into a Hyundai. And they all had cameras. And we were like, they must be here for Railfest. And I think that's where they were going. Is I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Josh, but we have a rail park over there now. No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, you know how like sometimes we'll be like, oh, we'll build a skate park, and that'll bring people in? <laughs> mm-hmm. Our town is like, we'll build a rail park. That'll bring people in. And then there is. Cause and there's people a, gather around, you know, and sit in this area and watch trains go by. <laughs> that is one, because we've talked to a few of these guys that have come in to watch trains. I didn't realize the podcast was going on to be, we're going to talk about trains! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but uh, we've talked to a few people, and they said the problem with the park now, because the park is situated right between... There's basically what they call the Iron Triangle. Yes. And it is where three railroad lines meet and cross one another. It's in the park. A, it is not a superhero. It is an anti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, they put the park basically dead center in the middle of this so they could watch all this. So right. the other thing is is the uh, guys that have come in because they wander in our neighborhood to take pictures of trains. So we've talked to a couple of them about it because, yeah, like I said, we're looking into an idea of maybe expanding and charging and putting a deck on our... But that's what they said. The problem is with the park now is the cops are always shooing them out of everywhere else now. So it is kind of like, I guess, the skate park in the aspect of, you guys got a park now, get your ass out of here. So Damn hoodlums. Yeah. You train watchers and your cameras and your binoculars screwing things up. Go to the park. So, 
Wow, that took a really uh, left-turn tangent as far as... Sorry about that. <laughs> That's my job. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the time filler. Yeah, that is true. So. Well, I learned something today. Yes, you did. See? Right. We're educational, if nothing else. Uh, all right, so, punk rock. So then, that, uh, eventually, I'm sure you're like everybody else, you eventually started into getting into bands then. Mm-hmm. What was your first band that then you could start kind of playing in? Uh, Chemical Afterburn. And drums? Was, yeah, and playing drums in Chemical Afterburn. That was I think roughly 95, maybe? Yeah, it would have been right. 1995. Uh, the, from from, from the haziness I can recall. I around, yeah, around that, around, around that time, I believe. Because also another place... A lot of bands used to play around here was, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it because he, hell, he has it on the internet now, is uh, Andy's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Andy's Warehouse, for listeners that have no idea, Andy's Warehouse is in a, another small, tiny town, and it is, it is small. I think there's a bar and a post office in that town and a lot of churches and not much else. But it's about, uh, well, it's, fuck it, it's Wayne. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got it listed on the skate park directory. So, um, yeah, Wayne's about eh, about what forty five minute drive from from Finley, yeah. half hour forty five yeah. minutes. So, Andy has basically just a skate park in the upper part of a warehouse, but he also has always had bands play there. It's gotten to the point now where he's even got a stage built just so there's band can already just set up. So, because I think I even remember you guys now. I was probably slightly altered in some state when you guys played, but I do kind of remember you guys. I think playing one, I think one of your first gigs up there, and it would have been ninety five, ninety six ish. Yeah, I think so. So we played there, then we played at the uh, the old Anchor Center here yeah. in Finley. Yeah, see, yeah, by the 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 second, I guess we'll say the, various other places. As yeah, well, obviously, but the yeah the uh, yeah because actually Spradlin and I yeah you haven't gotten to hear that yet because. Just just so everyone that's listening at home, we we usually record. I don't know, we're about what four weeks out at this point anymore before we actually release an episode. Usually, yeah, isn't one due about tomorrow? Actually, okay, no, next, no, next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. So because we do go every two weeks. Got one in the bank. So if it seems like we're not always very timely on the uh, topics, that's why we're, we we record ads. That way, we're always covered one way or another if something happens. And so, but uh, yeah, Andy's. I think I've played. Just about every project I've been involved with, I've played Andy's. One with the, uh, oh, as I was starting to talk about, the anchor. Yeah, Spradlin and I had talked about the anchor a little bit on uh, when he was on, on the last one we just recorded. I didn't get to hear that. Yeah, well, we haven't put it up yet. So that'll oh, be the, you didn't? Oh, I thought you... No, no, no. No, that'll be the next one to go, okay. so you can, get, you can check that out. But him and I talked about the areas in the anchor some. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the anchor, you probably would have been just a hair too young for the first time it came around. Because uh, there for I a while... Uh, I have been to the areas. I believe once. I mean, I didn't get to go up there. Yeah, you're. Everybody else did. Yeah. Well, the anchor because the anchor started first. I'm doing a Finley punk rock history lesson now. <laughs> um, the anchor started first. It kind of first started out with they were doing a weird. They'd play like pop music of the day and especially a lot of rap and hip hop. They'd play that for like two and a half hours, and then they'd play like 45 minutes of like <laughs> punk <laughs> and metal. Which made for a really weird scene because you all these wannabe thug dudes who were seeing all of us guys who all knew one another go into a pit. And as f- apparently as far as these guys were concerned, we were just all having one great big enormous fight. 
not realizing that moshing was a little, you know, it's not quite that. It's, right. you know, you're going doing circle pit, you're pogoing, you're bumping into other people, but you're not taking full-out swings at anybody. Right. I think they saw people doing, like, the HB strut kind of thing and thought people were, like, trying to swing and had really bad aim or something. So, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I remember the first time my first. I remember my first punk show and seeing this. Like, what do they? What do they do? What do they swing? Oh, I get it. They're just keeping rhythm a little yeah. bit. It's kind of keeping the, their balance because their feet's not walking in a straight line. And uh, so I understand now. So that 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 happened. But the thing is, is the problem was, is these dudes saw us just doing this. So they just start jumping in the pit, just swinging fists at. Faces and stomachs and yeah, because I remember getting waylaid more than once in the side of the temple and just having a wind taken on me once when some dude socked me right in the gut and it totally winded me. And the next thing I know, I feel some dude going for my wallet. Now, fortunately, I had a chain wallet, so he didn't get real far with right. it. But <clears throat> but yeah, so they kind of stopped that and then they had shows and they had uh, oh, I'm trying to think, Phantasmagoria play. Which they were kind of a weird, like when the dam did that weird transition of not so much punk and they were being a little more melodic mm -hmm. at one point. That They were kind of doing that. And a couple, of, House of Gotham, I think, was another one that played. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar I am with them, actually. I know that name. That name's um, familiar. House of Gotham, I'm trying to think. I think I had Joe Zito, the drummer, which everyone kind of knows that name a little bit. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, Doug knows him and everything. Right. And then, You've got uh, great pizza, by the way. <laughs> I love that place. Zito's Pizza? <laughs> what a sound suffering, man. I don't know the guy. I'm not making fun of your name or anything. It's just, it, it sounded like a stereotypical pizza place, so I just threw that in there. Zito's. But, uh, yeah, now I lost my train of thought. House of Gotham. Yeah, House of Gotham. Um, Josh Woodward was also in it. If you go on the internet and look up Josh Woodward, he kind of plays at uh, Coffee Amici a lot now. He does puts out his own albums and everything. So I've known Josh for, well, since we were both way young. So, uh, so yeah, started out as, as that. I'm trying to work one up here. Yeah, just just let it go. So <laughs> it won't be the first time. Let no. it go. Not only will it be the first time someone urinated on the Puck Off podcast, it will definitely not be the first time someone belched or burped on. Well, you know, at least when I do it, I kind of like shut the bathroom door when uh, Andrew was there. He just left the door wide open. He could hear it three rooms away. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was uh, basically how the, with uh, the first inception of the anchor. Because mm -hmm. when they started having shows later, I had kind of dropped out altogether and went into my exile period at that point. But I heard about a lot of, like, uh, 75 South was playing and all those right. kind of guys. So, well, didn't, I thought I saw you at the Punk Fest 2. Did you go there? I was supposed was like to. Soul I, D played, Os Rotten. Um, wasn't Disney, there? Disney Invasion played. I think they opened up the whole night. I think they were the first to go on, I believe. If memory serves, again, I'm trying to think of who else is there. It's depending on what year, because that '95 is when I kind of definitely dropped out. I think it was around '95, '96. If it, if, if, if it was right. beginning of '95, I might have went, and like I said, there was a lot of shows. I went to. I might even sell a flyer somewhere. 
<laughs> I actually, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of flyers still from the Aries yet, still. But uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of good memories <clears throat> at the Aries, or at well, at the Anchor Center too, because there was one night. Yeah, because that was the thing. After a while, too, um, the one show, the Attics played. You probably weren't there. You probably heard about it. I heard about it, but I wasn't there. Though. Yeah, okay. For for yeah, for everyone that's kind of actually, I don't think you've heard this either. So I might as well go ahead and tell the story. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was a local band that started, and it might have been Disney Invasion at that point. Uh, local band opened, and yeah, that was the big thing. Everyone was all like, "Oh, the Attics are coming here," and I was like, "Cool." Well, you know, I was familiar with them. Well, the bass player. Everyone, because I remember this, I remember my friends freaking out. Actually, uh, I think Sean Shock was the first one to come up and say something to me about it. They're like, their bass player's got a fucking screwdriver sticker on his bass. It's like, that's fucked up. And for, for those who don't know, screwdriver is a mostly known for their politics of being, uh, well, white supremacist, I guess. Right. is the most basic way to put it. They swear they aren't really Nazis, but they're definitely the, uh, what is it, the, the National Socialist Movement or whatever it is they call themselves. Yeah, whatever, right? yeah. So, but yeah, they're basically, they're a white power band, so... Which actually, listening to some of their music, just putting the politics aside, some of their songs, because I, I had a buddy that was like, hey, you got to check this out. And I was like, fuck, I guess. So I listened to them. And some of their songs actually aren't that bad, with at least the non-political ones. But there are definitely some songs that are like, they're trying to slide by as it not being a white power song, because there was a, long, like a song called Warlord on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is about the white power movement, so... So yeah, but yeah. going back to the show, there was a bunch of guys like, "What? Like that's fucked up. We ought to kick their asses and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm not getting in on any of that." So <laughs> I'm not, you know, you know, it's kind of fucked up that dudes at least that way. So, but yeah, I, I wasn't there for the confrontation, but I heard the same story from about three people afterwards. There was a bunch of them that confronted them afterwards and said something. You know what? That that might have been. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, that might have been the first punk fest there. If I'm thinking Maybe. about it. I know it was two that I went to. I mean, it's been like, like I said, Lost Rod and Civil D. Yeah. Wrecked. Yeah. I saw Where it didn't wreck. Well, I was saying, I saw Wrecked play a lot. Wrecked everywhere. Yeah. But uh, I had friends tell me, like, oh, yeah, we went up in front of and the bass player was really unapologetic. He's like, well, fuck you. I know some of those guys, and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, and a fight broke out, and I guess there were a couple of black eyes and some bruises, and. That was about it, and the addicts never came back. So, that was that. Yeah, that was basically the story. But yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of good times, and actually, not to go too far, but I do have a quick story that I always remember from the anchor that a lot of my other friends remember is back in my day. But uh, my senior year in high school, we had a foreign exchange student whose name was uh, Emilio, and he came from Spain. So when he started in school, this is. What, did you did you need to stop for a second? Because it's probably gonna take a minutes to. Uh, it's, yeah, probably. Pause it. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be back. You're listening to the Punk Off Podcast, and it only cost you your soul. <laughs> Actually, while we were uh, off, uh, Chris brought up something that uh, <laughs> I thought you you, really uh, you you were just talking about how you was at the punk show and everybody wanted to go out back and have a fight. It's like, how would they know? Did they just like start throwing their arms around like they're in a mountain missing? And 
Or was he, <laughs> did, did he go to a fight and a dance broke out? Because mm-hmm. back when I was in high school, I went to a dance and a fight broke out, but I never went to a... Yeah. The, the Jets and the Sharks? Was that what the... No, there's this one kid that always rode the bus. We always rode the bus together, and I since since there's since there's a lot of people around, I felt pretty safe talking shit back to them and uh, actually starting something. But then once everybody got into it, this is Saint. This is a Catholic high school, you know. So yeah. everybody left the dance and walked across the street to the park, or okay. down the street to the park, and we had our own little rumble. Do you, you guys hold fists old-timey style? or? <laughs> no, actually, actually, they, they tie our left hands up together, and each of us had a switchblade switch in one hand. We just kind of like, you know, like the Michael Jackson bad video. We just... And actually, rolling back, they actually got that from, yeah, whatever movie or whatever Broadway show that is that has the Sharks and the Jets. And... I can't think of that. West Side Story? Yes, that's it. Yes. Yes. Never thought we'd really reference that on this podcast, but... You are one cultured motherfucker. Apparently. <laughs> For not going to college, I know some shit. It's a lot of worthless I, shit, but I know some shit. Well, I've actually... I, I, I won't lie, I've actually seen Cats. I, I, I went <laughs> to that show. Took my kid. She was a lot younger. I think she was about five or six, but went up and seen the Blue Man group. That's pretty good. So one of those guys is a former used to play in a punk band. I remember reading about that. In the Blue Man group. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's <laughs> he's a percussionist, which narrows it down in that group. <laughs> Actually, Tim Alexander from Primus and some of his time away from the band That's right, I remember did, some, did some work with them. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if he did live shows or just uh, studio studio and training and this and that. Do you think they like make you get into blue makeup in the studio just so you're in character for the... <laughs> so well, if they don't, they should. <laughs> okay. Alright, so... I was a member of a different band. I'm a member of the Blue Ball group. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in that group from time to time. Have we all? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Alright, so rolling back to Emilio, the story I was starting to tell before before we had to take a break. Um, yeah, Emilio was from Spain. And I remember first day in school, I wore, uh, this was my senior year, I'd gotten a brand new, like, Slayer shirt over the summer. And it was, and actually, I've never seen it since. It was, uh, I bought it at, actually, since Josh is sitting here wearing a Mad Hatter's Music shirt. Yay! <laughs> Which, for those, it was, like, the record store in BG for a long time. Yeah, so for years. that's where we went and, and just got our stuff. Everybody from the small towns around the area flocked to the college town that had the cool record store. Exactly. We had a record store in town, but it wasn't. I can still smell the incense. Oh no! Oh gee! <laughs> On some of my records, actually, still so. Yes. And was that? I'm sure. Was that you? No, it was uh, one of my other buddies. Chat. I bought. Man, this is really going veering off, but I'll come back to the store. Uh, down in Yellow Springs, there's a uh, record store down there called Toxic Beauty Records. Mm-hmm. I'll visit because sometimes when you go in there, sometimes Chappelle's in there too. Did Chappelle? Mm-hmm. So I always, I always go in there just to kind of check and see what he has and see if Chappelle's been in there for the day or whatever. So I was kind of going through and I was like, oh, I'll see what seven inches he's got because he'll get a lot of uh, punk bands from Dayton that'll sell their seven inches there. So I go through and it's, I find the Laughing Hyena's first seven inch. 
in there. Oh, score. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, that's <laughs> fucking mine. So I sit there and I buy it, and I don't really pay much attention. I bought that, and uh, what else did I buy? Oh, I think it was uh, they re-released Pantera's cover of Planet Caravan on blue vinyl for 7-inch, if I remember right. That was the other thing I got. So I bought those and went down, and Judy's like, my wife was like, what'd you get? So I showed it to her. She goes, did you realize this one came from Mad Hatter originally? I'm like, no. So I looked at it, and it was laughing hyenas. I look, and I kind of get it close, and I'm like, I still smell incense on it. <laughs> so, yeah, that that thing apparently made made the rounds a little bit. All right. But, okay, going back to Emilio. Slayer shirt, got into Mad Hatters, and it had, like, a uh, great big, uh, yeah, this thing, the, cru- the crucifix. Uh <laughs> Crucifix. Uh, with... uh... <laughs> Welcome to Demonic Game Show. Can you make? Oh. Uh, it had like the Slayer logo in the middle of the crucifix with the swords and the Slayer, and there was like a cloaked figure like in the clouds in the background, and just, I think the ground was on fire, and like some sort of apocalypse with four horsemen. There was a lot going on in the shirt. So at any rate, I'm sitting there, and uh... there are five horsemen. It's four. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hashtag, at any rate. I've I've used that so fucking much now, it even annoys me. Well, just make a drink. At home, just make a drinking game out of at any rate whenever Chris interrupts me. And then I use that to get back in the story. Just take a shot. So, I'm sitting there and everyone else is talking to the new foreign exchange student kid. And so they get around to music. They're like, oh, what do you listen to? You, you like you listen to Poison or Motley Crue? He's like... Uh, no, I do not, because his English was terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they let him come over here, because his English was that bad. And we always screwed with him a little bit, so. Yes, and yeah. that, that is a baby you hear in the background, so. That's why we're doing it at the laboratory. Someone had to, had daddy duties to do today. <laughs> but, uh, so he goes, nah, he goes, I, I, he goes, I don't like any of that stuff. He goes, I, uh, he goes, actually, I'm more familiar with like, uh, the, the band he has on Slayer. He goes, I am more familiar with that kind of music than, uh, any stuff you listen to. So I'm like, oh, my new friend. So, uh, yeah, him and I started talking some more and found out he had a lot of the stuff that was really hard to get over here at that time. Like bands like the Jam and the Foreskins. And, you know, if you live somewhere else in a bigger city like Columbus, you probably would hate had more access to it, but sure. even even Mad Hatters wasn't getting a lot of that stuff. So toy dolls, all that kind of stuff. So uh, him and I would just make tapes for stuff because there's certain stuff he couldn't get over there. So I introduced him to a lot of stuff. So so as a result, I ended up taking him to shows and everything around here because the guy, the family he was living with was real midwestern. You know, we go to football games on Friday night, and he. He had no real interest in a lot of that. He he played on the football team for a while and it bored the crap out of him. And he goes, uh, "This is not football. Uh, football is uh, you guys know as soccer, because that is football." So we took him to one of the shows at the Anchor, and I don't remember. It was a couple of lo- local punk bands playing then, and my, might have even <laughs> wrecked, might have even played at that one if I remember right. But uh, he showed up at the show because he he goes, oh, Daniel, he goes, you take me to the show and take me home. I'm like, look, I can take you to the show, but you're going to have to find a different ride home. I'm, and I, I had something else going on afterwards, and it was one of those things he really couldn't kind of tag along mm-hmm. with because I wasn't sure if I was going home at all that night. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, Don, you take me home. I'm like, no. I'm like, I told you before, earlier today, you're going to have to find another way home. You know, I don't mind bringing you here. I'm like, but I'm not going back that way at all. I'm like, actually, I think I was going to BG or something. And it was completely opposite direction of Arcadia. So, right. so 
uh, me and two of my other friends are getting ready to leave. And he goes, no, Dan, you take me home. So he goes and he sits out in the middle of the street of the exit that he thinks I'm leaving at. Because that's the thing about the anchor is it had like a horseshoe shaped driveway. Right. You could leave two ways out of there. So he sits at the one end thinking I'm leaving at that end. And I don't. And the thing is, is I'm as I'm pulling out, I see a Finley cop roll up to him. And the cop turns on the lights. And he leans his head out. He goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and Emilio goes, "Ah, I'm waiting for my friend Dan." He goes, "Get the fuck out of the street." <laughs> and so Emilio goes, ah, "Okay, fine." So. He got up. He, he, unfortunately, I don't think the cop is like. I think the cop was like, I don't want to write up this ticket. What the hell? Just, just get out of the street. So he finally. Uh, That's why tight. <laughs> Can't get it from that side. So. Uh, so that was the big story we always ran to be oh, with later. That's why. Technical difficulties, all yeah. better now. Yeah. I think someone was going to do a rim shot and then we had technical. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, just from here, I kept hearing the echo in the drums. Drums. So turned uh, the snare off because okay. our voices were vibrating. Triggering. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was hearing some resonance from the, the tom, too. A little bit. Okay. It's because I think I'm such a very, very white like voice, baby. So, but yeah, that was that was the big thing. Is they, uh, and I think actually that night Amelia ended up staying at Sean Shock's house because he only Shock lived like two blocks, I think, from the anchor at that point. So, so, but yeah, it was funny. We used to razz him about sitting in the street and having his running with the cops. So, but yeah, I just I really wish I just could have been sitting in that cop car just as as that cop was leaving, being like, "What the fuck was that?" Just some weird foreign guy with, waiting for Dan. What the hell? There's something you don't see in Finley every day. No, it's not. So. Well, now you might, but not back then. No, not back then. So, yes, as we pointed out before, just to kind of sum up, Finley was a very, especially in the uh, 80s, 90s, very right-wing Republican church-going town that did not have much tolerance for punk rock us skateboarding yeah just us in general <laughs> I think it's gotten better since the influx of different businesses and the foreign people that go to the university now between all of that it has made the, the city base expand and so not only politically but also economically there has been a major Lifting a tide that lifts all boats. Well, there's a tide go through, but it's called the flood <laughs> every couple <laughs> years. So, yeah, yeah, I guess you just keep telling yourself that, and that's not. I just attribute it to the fact they have a larger heroin problem than they've ever had before. Is that's their bigger problem anymore? Hmm. So, at least that's what a lot of my friends that still live over here usually end up telling me about. So, Josh is nodding his head yeah, in agreement. Glad. That's what I've heard, too, yeah. recently. Like I said, I'm not running around like I used to in the old days, but a lot of my younger friends that do, they that, that's definitely what they're... What the word on the street is. See? Okay. So, with that. So, you never got to go, really, to the Aries, then? 
I did it like a couple times. I okay. Think. Do you ever I was, go? I wasn't there all the time, no. See, I usually, if I wasn't working, I was usually there. That was usually the thing. Usually I tried to get off work if I could, which which I'm trying to remember if they were usually had shows on Friday night or Saturday night. I guess it really doesn't matter. They probably did switch it up a little bit, but. <laughs> There's that weird pause. It's because we're making sure the baby is still. Nah, I'm 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 making faces and egging the kid on and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have that effect on the kid, so I'm just trying to see if I can uh, repeat it. <laughs> so, uh, switching topics real quick, I believe you also said during the break you had a an interesting story from gaming earlier uh, it, it just made me giggle well like a little girl actually I've, I've said something before how I play the Borderlands series of games quite often and they've got you know most of them's like a regular shoot 'em up action game you yeah. know but they also have this one called Tales from the Borderland where it's more like a story mode where Instead of fighting everything, it's a story, and you press a different button to, mm -hmm. to uh, figure out the outcome of how everything's going to work out. Like a mild RPG or something? Something. It's very, very mild. But the funny part was, it's, they're, they're making fun of their own game within the game. I mean, we, we all of a sudden, some accountant started having a finger gun fight with like the main character and everybody was rolling around this wasn't just some cut scene that it flashes into for five ten seconds no for a good minute or two these people were going around on the screen actually sticking their fingers at each other and going pew 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 <laughs> and then after the guy beat oh maybe i should add that these were all accountants these were all like dressed up accountants in ties trying to shoot the guy. And then when he's done with all of them, the badass accountant popped up and he had to do something extra for the badass accountant. Okay. It, 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 if, if you know the game at all, you know, whenever you, you fight a bunch of stuff and then all of a sudden the, it's, it's not a boss fight, it's a badass fight. You had a badass coming after you. Okay. So it was making fun of the game within the game. game. And then plus those uh, story modes, those story type games, you know, at, at, at the end of the game or at the end of the level, it'll give you, like, stats that'll tell you, well, 69% of the people decided to take this choice, and this many people decided okay, to do yeah. this, and which way your modes, which way your travels took you. I'm finding, like, another game within the game trying to get, like, the lowest percentage. Like, a lot of times I'm... A lot of times when I do something, 12% uh, of the people made this choice when 15% of the people made this choice. And there's, there's other things that's, uh, well, like I said, I try and not go with the majority. I try and figure out which choice would be yeah. in the minority and spike my stats. Yeah. Well, here, I'm, I'm going to drop a pipe bomb on you about that. Uh-oh. Because they're actually making fun of another game doing that the walking dead story game has that was their premier thing was when after you finish a level they show you the percentages of what everyone picks right right yeah uh, i think the same people that made that made this one so they're making fun of themselves once again once again it's like the inception inside the inception inside the game 
Yo, yo, dog. Crazy. I, I heard you like story games, so we put a story, story game, game inside your story, story game, game so we can story game. <laughs> dog. I love Exhibit. <laughs> all right, so, all right, I guess so. Done telling stories for a while and everything pew, else. We'll, pew, pew, we'll get back. <laughs> so, uh, what all, how did Identity Theft Records come about? Uh, the first. Uh, Welfare Soldiers EP. I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out, and I um, just decided just to do it DIY. Yeah. I've done a lot of stuff. I figured well, if I do this, maybe I can do more. So that's how the idea came about. Now, that was in 2008. I've had a total of three releases since then. So I mean, you can tell what my schedule's like here. Slow but steady wins the race. <laughs> sure. That is I true. Guess. You you have yes. lots of planned releases. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's just executing. Yeah, getting the time to the, the plans. Well, that is the thing. Since everyone has real day jobs and everything else, so to speak, then it's so it's just whenever. Yeah, there's more yeah. stuff coming. Every, everyone except me. I have a surreal day job. Now I wish you were sitting on a drum kit doing rim shots. Just <laughs> <But no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I got started. Okay. Which is, it's usually short runs of 50 to 100 yeah. discs or whatever. If only we could find some vinyl. Anyway, that would press vinyl in those short amounts. Right. I'd love to do vinyl. Me too. Like the cost of it. You know, I was going to do the Welfare uh, Soldiers discography. And I plan on maybe just doing an LP. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was uh, excited about it. Right. Well, you, met, you mentioned uh, Welfare Soldiers, who uh, you can hear now at the, at the exit of our podcast. That's uh, right. Fade out music. We throw a little bit of, bit of them in there. Whiskey nap time. Yeah, I thought I would do that on vinyl. And then when I looked into it, so I think the minimum... That most people would do is like 250. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know if 250 people know who we are. Yeah. Like, how am I going to get rid of all these records? It might have grown some, but yeah, that would still be. That's a lot to. That's a lot yeah. of records to distribute, I guess. Yeah, because so. yeah, like because I've helped spread the word about welfare soldiers, and like I said, I know there's a few out in California that listen to them now through. Uh, there's probably more people that know radio. now since we broke up. You know, <laughs> since we're not even playing anymore. Well, actually, you officially, know. you guys aren't as, as I understand aren't really broken up. You're just on a hiatus, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> He's I like, guess, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. You know, that should be our motto, like always on hiatus. Because I think that's kind of what I was talking to uh, Aaron, who is the guitarist for Welfare Soldiers. That's, I think, how he kind of put it last time with extended hiatus. Yeah, that sounds that sounds so much better. Because yeah, there was no band drama and no like, fuck you, I quit, and then the band's done and right. Kind of... No VH1 special, no. Not yet. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> So, but yeah, that was, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just getting, because you derail me most of the time. I blame Chris. See, that's how Identity Theft started, though. Okay. Through that EP. It's like what you're asking. I, yeah, I don't know if you had like a bigger plan in general, because kind of first when I started resurrecting the cow stuff, I had made my own 
nickel plate records is what I called it. But and I was kind of learning just by demos I'd done in other bands and stuff. And between working in TV, I knew a little bit about doing sound. So the uh, digital 16 track I had, I would did a lot with that but as you can tell by listening to demos it's really rough although I got to a point where I would get really impatient with myself and just be like fuck it out with this done right there the demo's done yeah running into uh, obstacles along the way yeah it's quite frustrating I agree I dealt with that quite a bit myself but you know that with the yeah. Sacred Cows release yeah yeah <laughs> But that was the thing of doing it, doing the Sacred Cows release through Identity Theft was much better because also it wasn't just me doing everything this time. Because mm-hmm. before it was me on a drum machine, me doing bass, me doing vocals, me doing guitar, and it was nice to bring some other members in once again. It's nice to have help. It is. Because <laughs> sometimes you don't always know if an idea is great and you're bouncing off somebody else and they're kind of like, eh, or it's like, yeah, let's try that. So, and that's worked. Miles has yeah, his own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm about done with this rocking chair. <laughs> you done with that rocker? <laughs> this long pause brought to you by a fussy baby. <laughs> what was that? I said this long pause brought to you by a fussy baby. Right. Fussy Baby is a registered trademark. <laughs> any any usage or likeness of this used in public property is strictly prohibited by trademark copyright law. Thank you, legal team. So, uh, I guess talking about it, that did you kind of want to talk a little bit about anything that's in works yet, or just kind of wait? Um, there's a few things, like the Welfare Solar's discography is still kind of in process there will be cds made up okay there's still a lot i have to do with it yet just finding the time to do it uh, like uh, to do more sacred cow stuff yeah that's like, definitely uh we're I, we won't well i've mentioned before we're going to do some splits that's always been on the cards mm-hmm. won't talk too much about that but i also know i also and i've started writing for it already the uh next dp uh calling it the last temptation of cheese at christ <laughs> So, which is actually an idea I actually got from a little kid. Was Really? Yes, I was watching, I don't know, it was one of those, like, America's Funniest Home videos or something. And uh, there was a mom that was her, she's talking to her daughter about Sunday school. She's, so the mom asked, she's like, well, what did you guys learn about in Sunday school today? And the daughter goes, Cheez-Its. And mom goes, do you mean Jesus? She goes, no. Cheez-Its. <laughs> so it struck me kind of funny. And then I was like, wait. Cheez-It Christ. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah, someone. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people will hate that. Term, but yeah, I always thought of just having the general idea of, like, a cross made out of Cheez-Its. Did that radiation yellow color. and Kind of the Dead Kennedys. The yeah, the In God We Trust, the, kind yeah. of. Yes. That actually, yeah, kind of that Cheez-Its. So, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of been talking to a couple of people about doing the artwork for that. Because I've already kind of got, because there won't be a song called that on there, but there will be a song kind of relating to that. So, 
that's kind of what's planned, at least so far, for Sacred Cows. We've got a couple of things going on, and so I guess there's a little preview of what to kind of expect. I'm also working with a band named Ultra Tramp right now, and uh, they're currently working on some demos, and hopefully I will have something of that out, too. There's I've a couple posted already. They're real Reverb rough. Nation. Yeah, they're really rough. Like The vocals are way too loud, but it's just something threw together just for so they could have his reference. I checked it out. It's pretty promising. Pretty cool stuff. But I'll, I'm always fond of the things Identity Theft puts out. So. <laughs> but that is true. A lot of wink, the other, wink. One of the other projects, uh, Nagant, still one of my favorites. Right. Yeah, uh, that, that's always in process. Too, you will cream your jeans <laughs> to Identity Theft Records. <laughs> Even if you don't wear jeans. Also, uh, Kevin's band, which I never know how to actually pronounce. Uh, Esper. Uh, oh, that was my that was my other solo project. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. I, he was kind of a guest guest vocalist. vocalist okay. Aspergillus Niger. Yes. I knew the last part was Niger. I never was positive how to pronounce. I think it's, I think it's how it's pronounced. Then. We'll go with maybe that. I don't even know. We'll sounds, go with sounds, that. Right. It sounds right. It sounds right. It sounds right. So yeah, usually if you go on, uh, I think you got a lot of that stuff up on Reverb Nation or one sort or yeah, another. Yeah, I plan on branching or, out to the other yeah, SoundCloud and stuff like that. I just haven't got to it yet. Yeah, so for uh, yeah anyone who's not involved in a band and uh, has not put anything on Reverb Nation, uh, I, I have to kind of say, despite us having some of our music up on there, uh, I would not recommend it because they just bug the shit out of you for... I get emails daily. Yeah, it is. I constantly clean... Not just a email. No, it like isn't. Multiple emails yes, daily. I'm constantly cleaning out emails about mm-hmm. just the constant promos of, hey, want to get on the college tour circuit? <laughs> yes. Sure, but I'm not paying the $500 you want down for me to enter in this said program so or yeah whatever radio other promotions or hey we can send your demo out to record companies oh yeah i could probably do that too so yeah i know where the post office is yes exactly (laughs) we have the digital post office we're in a digital age you gotta digitally send it to the record label where yeah but we're still kind of old school here we still like Speaking of Ultra Tramp too, by the way, I guess they're they're on Twitter. Oh, really? The Twitter. The Twitter. And uh, the. You know we're old. We're calling it the the Twitter. That's right. Twitter. (laughs) Twitter and SoundCloud and Reverb Nation. Okay. No, so. Uh, Yeah, Twitter has just been one of those things. I've not just not been able to make myself just bother with it. I just I don't know. I have a hashtag at any rate. Be pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I've tried to get in Twitter and it's just, I, I don't know if I have not enough ADD or too much ADD. It's one of the two. <laughs> just by the amount of feeds that come in, because they're also, I know it's real bad about recommending, well, hey, you follow this guy, follow this guy. No, I don't want to. I don't, I don't hardly get on and read anything on it as it is. <laughs> I just checked my phone, my Facebook on my phone, and we had five people that liked your comment just now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So that reminds me, uh, just a little off subject, but uh, I think I told, I might have said something to both of you. I'll just repeat it anyhow. We actually uh, had 15 downloads, I think, when I checked for episode nine the other day. Nine. So... Nine. 
didn't think it was too bad. And everyone seems to come back later as far as... Even though we only release every two weeks, everyone seems to have to catch up at some point. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's fine. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me. No, that doesn't. All right. Now, that's another identity theft release. We'll just take all of these... The like over time and do like volumes. The, the best of yeah, and then we'll the punk off podcast. Yeah, why not? Unfortunately, I think by this point nobody's going to care about CDs at that point. So yeah. <laughs> we'll put them on flash drives. There you go. MP3 uh, flash was, format. That was the uh, old Trent Reznor trick. Like when they was trying to break out. What was it? Like year zero, a few years ago. They put different songs and videos on flash drives and oh, leave yeah. them laying around different places, and you know it was kind of their idea for breaking it out like underground before it actually came out and was available publicly. It was a pretty cool idea, yeah. you know. It's, it's, yeah, it was the whole, it was the whole like, uh, you know, they say doing that. Oh, if you want to, you see TV shows where they, oh well. This, this flash drive will take it into the building. It'll plug it into their machine. It'll cause a virus to deconstruct their whole computer network of the company. And you know, it was yeah, it was trying to say something about the technology of the day. But it's still a cool way to do it. A new underground way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody yeah. back in the day passed around cassette tapes or things like that. You know, your own mixtape. And what do you mean nowadays? Back in the day? I, I, I don't have a cassette player. Any, well, I do have a cassette player. It's not hooked up to anything. Actually, yeah, I think I still do, too. Actually, there I found, are... I, I was going through some boxes, I found some cassettes from uh, the 90s. Got some... Uh, Crisscross. Old ZZ Top. And uh, some Public Enemy in there. And some Anthrax in there. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this before I knew... About the misfits, those bands. misfits, and suicidal tendencies, and I still listen to those bands even when I was listening to the misfits. Electronic. I don't. I'm just gonna think there's nothing wrong with it. It's just me. Like say, I see, was, even back in the early '90s, I was listening to the ZZ Top that was not on the radio, but the stuff before they got on the radio. Then they weren't cool anymore. I like how out of everything he chose the champion ZZ Top out of all that. That was just that's fine. Actually, I, don't have I, I was a hipster before it was cool. I don't have a problem with them either, actually. But no, those cassettes are coming back. Like I mean, like, there, yeah, um, like I see people like, oh, it's also released on cassette. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm starting to see that more often now. Blasphema Records. Their their last three releases have been on cassette. They've only released it on cassette so far. It's funny because that was talked about with doing some of the identity theft. Yeah. Like, and the releases on cassette. And I brought Although, up doing eight tracks too. Like I don't that's tracks, gonna be that's gonna be reaching, I think, anymore. Not very many, because who's gonna buy them? True. <laughs> Limited edition <laughs> of five. I have one just to have one. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, isn't that what a lot of people do with vinyl nowadays? Yeah, that's I'm not talking about us. Yeah. I'm gonna say like they Get the vinyl, you get the free download, Load, you download, and download it, it, and you set it on the shelf, and then never play the record. It sets there as a trophy, yeah, or something. Pretty much. I know a few people that still play their records. Like uh, he, he's Josh is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I would. I need to get a record player because I have all friends, this shit. tattoo artists, and things like that. You know, I know some guys that like post almost daily. Hey, this is what I'm listening to tonight. You know, just weird things they found yeah. at the back of a bin at a garage sale or the local For record store. store. Exactly. Yep. Hey, look what I found daily. Okay. Nice to have a hobby. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, if I if I had a record player right now, I would probably be looking for more shit for. I'm still. If on... you had a record player, you would be scratching it like Mixmaster Mike. Yes, I would be. <laughs> Put the needle on the record. I would be just back and forth, just all day. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mixing the levels. I got nowhere else to go with that. Oh uh, yeah, what the hell was I going to talk about before? I got derailed. Um, I'm sorry. Right. Oh, the cassettes. Yeah, I do notice the thing when people release cassettes now, they're color. Oh, like that's racist. Yeah. Red. Red's seem to be a big one. Because they'll do like a limited edition colored ones and then they'll do then they'll do black. So So it's becoming like vinyl. Kind of. Like yeah. On that aspect. Yeah. There's so many in this color, there's so many in that color. Yeah. So yeah, because uh I'd started uh Found about Blasphemer Records through another band I found out, uh, Funerals. And Blasphemer, yeah, you'll have to check them out. They're a pretty cool label. Um, not as cool as Identity Theft Records, but wink. Uh, wink. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they do a lot of uh, seven inches and stuff too. Well, they'll do colored vinyl of this and the mix. Awesome. And, so yeah, yeah. definitely I'll check them out. Yeah. Although I was an idiot and sold a bunch of my, well, I still have some of my colored seven inch stuff, but like all. Oh, my really cool misfit shit I sold because at one point I'm like, who's going to listen to records anymore? I'll sell them to these full record collectors. And Did you have like the Fiend Club records and stuff too? Uh, some of that, some of them were bootlegs. Uh, a lot of it was like weird live performances with colored vinyl. And because uh, like uh, before they remastered it, I had, and actually that might have been a Fiend Club record, uh, Rat Fink, early version of Rat Fink. And. See, all that stuff is now on the box set, on the on the CDs. That Get came out in the of coffin. Here. Yeah, all that stuff's <laughs> on there now. But uh, back then, yeah, it was like, uh, I think it was Ratfink, Spook City, and Glenn doing She on a keyboard. On a um, keyboard? Yeah, it was almost like a keyboard he'd run like through a fuzz or something. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I had a lot of that weird kind of stuff. And uh, there was one, I don't remember the name of it anymore. Oh, no, and I take that back. There was, I had a seven inch, it was green. Uh, Misfits Walk Among the Dead was the name of it. And it was a live performance. It didn't sound so bad, but it's so echoey. It almost sounded like they were performing in a graveyard. It sounded really cool, but. It'd <laughs> yeah. be fitting. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. So, But yeah, I sold a lot of that stuff, including I've been seeing a lot of dudes on uh, Facebook and Instagram posts seeing like their old Misfits posters they've found from somewhere or picked up on eBay or whatever and I was like god I had that one that sucks so yeah that's where I am with that I just I don't know I'm trying not to collect so much stuff anymore cause it right. just after a while it does kinda especially when you're a small small house more than one person living in a house everyone's stuff kinda collects after a while And but I am still searching for Skaven 7 Inches it's one of those bands that I kind of knew about them before, but I got back into them later. What do you got on uh, Discogs? 
Actually, everything I've got for Skaven right now is I've pulled off of YouTube and converted it to an MP3. Because I can't find anything. Right. Everyone wants to sell me the bands that those guys were in later. So <laughs> Nothing from Skaven. Yeah, so. nothing from And uh, Sean Shock, I know he's got something. He told me whenever he comes back, he'll he'll hook me up, but... I think the only thing I have is a split with uh, Dystopia. I, I think that's, that's they, the they had about three or four splits, and that was about it. I don't think they ever really did do a discography of any of it that, that I've been able to find, even just searching records. Mm. And Chris is bored as shit, because he's like, I don't give a crap about this band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get well, the reference of Skaven. I don't well, know. you know, not giving a crap and being... Uh, Ignorant upon the subject of what I'm. See, I was trying to give you the benefit on. of the doubt. You should have just wrote it things. out. Two different things. Because I have much enthusiasm, no boredom, but yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Well, actually, we'll move on. And I don't think you'll mind this too much. Actually, there's a couple things I wanted to cover. Uh, I actually have notes. I brought notes this time. I forgot last time. Uh, there was a couple things I wanted to cover real quick. At least some of these can wait till another episode. But uh, I wanted to be a little bit timely. Uh, talk about wrestling real quick. Oh, yeah. My girl Paige turned heel. Yeah, I heard about that. She's kind of sick of all the... Yeah, she, uh, as, as they say, uh, as they like said in TV the industry, show. dropped a pipe bomb. Yeah, she was making fun of... Uh, she was out there with uh, Becky and... Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, because they had been teamed up. As, uh, and you know... I watched I watched the Night of Champions where she won the yeah. belt. Yeah. And she's wearing her, her new shirt, you know, at first from a long ways away I thought it was it said wood. Wood. <laughs> it's like I was getting some wood watching the girls wrestle, but then I they they showed a close up shot and it was like the whole woo, woo you know, yes. like flare but yeah, that, that, that's my story. I like wood better. Wood. <laughs> That'd be bait. I think that would sell more shirts. But but yeah, I guess it was on. I think I have it on Raw. Did you need? Yeah, I can pause it for a second. Yeah, we can we can take it over. That's okay. I can run. That is true. Yeah, go ahead. Because yeah, we can uh, talk about wrestling. wrestling. Yes, that's true. But what uh, with the pipe bomb. Yes. How, how'd that go? I didn't watch it. Uh, it's. I think it's still up on YouTube. Hell, it's probably on the WWE site. But uh, basically, she was uh, making fun of. Becky Lynch saying she was really nothing but a third wheel and didn't really contribute to anything except just walk around in goggles, I think, was part of it. And she told Charlotte that if uh, if it wasn't for her father, she wouldn't even be there. And uh, uh, who else was she picking on? Oh, uh, them twins? Yeah, she got, yeah. She took a stab at the Bella twins. Effort. Basically, she was just, she said it without saying this since it's, G anymore. She basically said that they were the only reason they were on is because for their tits and ass. It's the only reason they're on. Uh, she's worded it a different way, but and uh, you know since they're uh, twins, they're uh, something. They're I know I know I'm going to derail you again, but here's something yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I was watching all the tag team matches and realized that they still have like the tag team ropes that you're supposed to hold on to to make sure. Yeah, you're not supposed to get away from the corner. Yeah. But you know it's it's PG or G rated now. They don't use the ropes to strangle choke, strangle anybody when they're thrown in the corner, and nobody even touches them at all. So what's the use of having them there? Uh huh. Well, there are there. Have, I have seen some tag teams still hold on to the. Uh, uh yeah, there was what's it the brothers, where the. Hey now, uh, Usos. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about New Day. No, no, the Usos. <laughs> wrong brothers. Yes, wrong brothers. Actual brothers. Sorry, that's politically incorrect, but, you know, it kind of fit the moment. The Usos, they're, they're still really... But, you know, they're they're still baby faces, so they're always going to go by the rules as far as... But, um, going back to Paige. Uh, thanks, I hadn't even got halfway through this one. I'm sweating like a pig over... Sweating like a pig over here! Now we need air on in here. Yeah, I'm trying to set Phil make too much noise if we... Probably. You want to take a break for a second? Sure. Okay. Yeah, we do that. All right, we'll be back. Bumper. <laughs> yeah, bumper. <laughs> Welcome to the Book Off Podcast. The... Feed is now buffering. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how it does. I can't smell them, so I'm thinking it's changed. Yet. That's all good. <laughs> all right, so we were talking about wrestling real quick. Actually, I had the uh, talk about Paige. I guess the one thing I, I guess I want to just finish up with that saying was just I was kind of surprised it took him this long to have her turn heel. Because when it turned Emma heel, uh, I forget what two months ago. I figure they do it right afterwards. So, from what I always understood, that was uh, her position to begin with. Paige was supposed to supposed to do that, but yeah, uh, well, I mean, they probably yeah. had to build her character, character and do the whole storyline and soap opera and the long fight with the Bellas and and now, yeah. So, suppose I did see somewhere she. Uh, Apologize supposedly for that the comments made, but I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen that video yet. But like I said, I, I watched the match at Night of Champions and and uh, she it, it wasn't it wasn't her, you know. It was whatever the flare flare chick and the Bella, but yeah, I don't know who was fighting more. I don't know if. Uh, Charlotte was fighting the Bellas more, or the Bellas tits were fighting her bikini top, top more. I don't, I don't know who was. That was probably an equal struggle. Yes, yeah, a struggle nonetheless. Speaking of which, I heard Sting, I guess. I, uh, Hashtag. <laughs> what about Sting? I heard Sting hurt his neck from that match so, that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the. Uh, one of uh, the buckle bombs from Rollins. Rollins. They said he's kind of got the same problem that Stone Cold had, where he had to have the next surgery. Same yeah. surgery that what's his name? Uh, oh man, I'm, I'm not remembering the name now. That that Canadian dude. Benoit. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that same problem where he smashes. Honestly, when you say that Canadian with... dude, and for wrestling, it doesn't narrow it down a whole lot. Uh, because the hearts were all Canadians, and that's to right. The, to the Googles. Yep. To the Google Some, Somebody's gonna have to pick up the vocals while I check out. The... Uh, that's right, because I actually have a couple of things I can talk about real quick. Uh, uh, just some quick recommendations. Um, uh, PDX leather. Uh, I actually bought a couple of punk belts from them. Made in America. Dudes in the skateboarding. It's been sponsoring a couple of skaters, uh, especially the uh, old guys like Ben Schroeder. The train wreck. Or actually, no, he's not the train wreck. He's just the train. Train wreck was a later dude. So, but yeah, I mean, he hooks it up. He always sends free stuff whenever I buy belts off of him. 
So he's on Facebook and Instagram, and he's probably on some others I don't know about. So PDX Leather, check that out. Um, actually, have you and you're going to actually, Chris? I know you're going to want on this a little bit. Have you guys seen the? He's been around for a little while. The right in the pussy guy, his videos. Oh, right in the I've pussy. Heard, heard about by having okay. seen. Okay. Well, to kind of put it, uh, so the listeners know. Uh, if you haven't seen it, there's this guy who basically he's basically just bombing news anchors at locations. <laughs> And he's done it several ways where he'll just run right up and grab the microphone and say, fuck her right in a pussy. Or there's been other ones where the, there was a classic one I saw where uh, they were interviewing him and there was a wreck where somebody hit like a fire hydrant or something. So they, were, and they asked him what he saw. He's like, well, as I was watching, I was standing there on the corner and this car came screaming around the corner and it hit the fire hydrant and then it fucked her right in a pussy. So he's, it's a lot of that kind of shit. So, and he always wears... Uh, like black hoodie and sunglasses and usually the hood's up so he can kind of disguise his identity. And there was one where it was near Halloween where he had on a mask and a woman was doing a report on uh, the coming Halloween parade or something. They were in front of the mall. And he wa- and you can tell there's a guy in a black hoodie walks up, he's got a mask on. And the woman's like, oh, that's scary. He's like, actually, he goes, you want to see something even scarier? And she's like, okay. So he pulls off the mask and he's got his sunglasses already on. And he's just like, fuck her right in the pussy. And the woman gets mad, and so... So, but the ultimate one, it doesn't even have anything to do with him. He's not in it at all. I don't know. I've posted it on my page. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. There's a younger reporter guy who's... You can tell this is probably one of his first couple real stories where he's out at the scene doing the story. He's got the microphone. He's talking. I don't even remember what he was talking about. But there's a couple guys going by in a car, and one guy leans out the window and yells, fuck her right in the pussy! And you can tell the guy gets really mad for a second. He's like, I'm sorry about that, uh, all those who are watching at home. And you can see a girl walking in the background towards him. Well, after she hears those guys, you see her kind of start jogging up towards the guy. And his back is to the girl that's kind of jogging up to him. And she runs up, grabs the microphone, and goes, fuck me right in the pussy. And then runs off. The guy is so stunned, he just sits there. And it's just his jaws hanging open. He doesn't know how to recover from this at all. So they cut back to the studio. Everyone in the studio is laughing their ass off. And the one of the head, two main anchors is like, Bill, back over to you. And Bill is apparently the, is the weatherman. And Bill is sitting there. He's got, got his hands up in front of his face. And he's waving them away. He's like, no, no, because he's laughing so hard he can't collect himself. So... I think that it should just stop right there because I'm like I don't think it could be topped at all. So, it is. It's awesome. Check it out. And I notice if you, even though YouTube will censor stuff, if you plug in "fucker right in a the pussy," they will come right up. <laughs> so, so what'd you find out? Well, <clears throat> the Canadian wrestler I thought of was Christian. Oh, okay. But, but who who is his tag team partner forever? Edge. That Edge, Edge is the one that had uh, surgery also that wasn't able to okay. continue wrestling. Okay. So uh, that, 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 that was just my point. We was, he was talking about the injury, and yeah. it was the same injury that multiple people that's done that uh, wrestling deal. I kind of hear that's why a lot of people don't want to work with Ryback. It's because they said he's too green as far as being able to hold people properly. They're worried about... 
That's what I've heard. I don't know. Or maybe he's afraid that he's just going to eat them because that's all that dude does is eat food, from what I've seen. And poop s'mores. Yes, Fumi s'mores. Uh, trying to see what else I had. Uh, oh, yeah, so speaking of internet videos, I wanted to cover these two. Have you guys checked out the Bat Dad videos? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, they're hilarious. <laughs> I'd seen them once before, but and basically what it is is there's a dad who has bought those, the plastic Batman mask you can buy at, like, whatever, Myers, Walmart, or whatever department store have you, where it's, like, the half mask and strap. And it's really, it's made for, like, a five-year-old kid. Right. So he wears this, and he yells at his kids and his wife all the time in the Christian Bale Batman voice. So there's, uh, well, to give you an example, there's one where he shoots it, because you can tell he's shooting it from his iPhone or whatever, and he's holding it out in front of him. And uh, he's got two kids that are twins, but they're a boy and girl. And they're in the back, and they're in their car seats while he's rolling up the window by uh, the girl. And she's like, why are you rolling up the window? He goes, because it's hot outside. And his son goes, yeah, it's hot as balls. So it's just it's pretty funny. And then there was one where uh, the little girl's like, Dad, my iPhone's no longer working. And he's like, well, I was your age. We had to look out the window. And his son goes, that must have sucked. <laughs> so then he's always annoying his wife, too, because there's one where you can tell it's date night, and he puts on the mask, and he's like, Jen, are you enjoying date night? She's like, I was till you put that mask on. <laughs> so, they're pretty good. They're worth checking out. Like I said, some are funnier than others. So, uh, we must be talking about two different people because I always remember uh, the Batman coming out of like just randomly scaring people. Yeah, this is something different. Like, I'm Batman, just grabbing them and people. Anyway, yeah, that's a different story altogether. Yes, it is. Altogether, that was a different story. All together. That wasn't very much all together. That no. was very disjointed. Yes, it was. But, like I said, yeah, go on YouTube, check out Bat Dad. They've got a whole bunch of compilations on, so good way to waste time. And uh, I guess about the only other thing I had to check, uh, to have people check out uh, on, actually he's on YouTube, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to remember the correct way to pronounce this. Uh, his name is Brandon Guchenauer, so I believe it's Gooch TV is the proper way. To... The Gooch. Give him the Gooch. And my, it always sounds a little more like Goat TV, which is Goach TV, maybe. I don't know. Goatsy TV? But <laughs> dude does a lot of random videos, so mostly involving skateboarding, but he used to uh, he used to be a sponsor of skateboard for years and was also a B-boy would do the breakdancing thing and everything. Either you're going to find his videos kind of weird and funny, or you're going to be kind of disgusted by them. So, but why not both? Sometimes it's that too. But I, he's a pretty good dude. I like if he's out there in Arizona. Um, he knows a bunch of people I know. But the last one was uh, he did a re-edit. There's I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. There's this kid, and I'm I really hope he's being a troll about it. He wrote Thug Life and Marker on his chest. And uh, it's something about Crips he wrote in marker on his stomach. And he's got a red DC hat on. And he's like, you come in my neighborhood, I'll shoot you. Bang, bang. And he's doing the bang, bang with the fingers thing a lot. And Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I was just going to do that. So, 
So Brandon did this uh, edit where he kind of combined him outside of the door being like, man, can I get some AIDS? And he cuts to that dude going, like, you come in my neighborhood, I shoot you, bang, bang. He's like, how about the seven-day itch? So it's that kind of stuff. So Now that you're on the topic of that. Seven-day itch? <laughs> what do you think about the stories coming out that Suge Knight injected Easy e with AIDS instead of having his homeboys come? That's been kind of an old like urban legend though isn't it well it's been getting a lot of play since uh the nwa movie came out ah and they've been uh talking to like easy E's kid and everything and he, he's uh damn damn straight damn sure uh, that's what happened I, I don't i don't really buy it because in a lot of ways and here's why because at least according to easy e, he fucked a lot of bitches so <laughs> I'm sure he didn't always have protection. Actually, I think there's a few times he even sang that in verse about not wearing protection. Yes. So anybody Proud that's living that kind of lifestyle, if they're really living that lifestyle, is going to end up with AIDS. I mean, I would say chances are good. Well, you know, I'm trying to bring reason. I'm sorry. It's just I know, but but I'm but sorry. I'm not adding about, fuel to the conspiracy. But you're talking about. This bitch and that bitch, but not the bitch with the seven day itch <laughs> like that hoe that was thrown in the pussy. <laughs> you know, she was bad. Oh, damn, that was a good Nobody call. was badder, but she's got more crabs than a seafood platter. <laughs> That's all I know. I have impressed you can pull lyrics from them better than I can. I... <laughs> uh, he, my dog. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, since you mentioned that, I actually wasn't even going to bring this up, but have you guys seen the parody video straight out of Gotham? No. Okay, there's a cosplay group. Straight out of Gotham? Straight out of Gotham. No, Like with Batman. There's a cosplay group that they took the Straight Out of Compton song and changed the lyrics to it. So it's Straight Out of Gotham because it starts with Bane going, You don't know about the witness. The strength of super villainy. And then the beat kicks in. And like first it's like Two-Face rapping about how he's going to beat Batman's ass. And then uh, the Riddler. And uh, it ends with... Which Riddler? Enigma. Oh, I'm I'm thinking Joker. Sorry. Yeah, the Joker. And Joker is kind of a... The Joker that's in this one is kind of a... More the voice of Mark Hamill. From the cartoons, <laughs> doing jo- the Joker, uh, but more of the styles of com- between Ledger and the new one Jared Leto's doing. So, but it is good. It's funny. So, <clears throat> actually, I, I didn't bring my iPod in. I could just plug it right in and, and play it. But because I I transferred it because it's just that funny to me. <laughs> but yeah, the actually the uh, Riddler part is actually really good. Enigma. YouTube. All right. Huh? YouTube it. Yeah. Actually, we don't. Yeah, honestly, you know, we can. They can look it up at home. It's not that hard to find. So, actually, I guess we'll probably wrap things up unless uh, Josh, you got anything else you want to promote? Not right offhand. Just the. Uh, I didn't have records. Upcoming, yeah, upcoming <laughs> sacred cows and uh, look for Ultra Tramp. Uh, if you and, go to uh, Facebook, Identity Theft Records, it, you usually you, post. You'll be able to find it on yeah. there. And then I'm going to branch out a little bit 
SoundCloud and all that business too, instead of just Reverb Nation. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of the emails. Yeah, me too. That's that's not fun. I just constant delete. No, I don't yeah. want upcoming stuff. Don't know when. Yeah. Look for it. Usually it's posted somewhere. Sacred Cows, Facebook page, Identity Theft, or if you're friends with any of us on Facebook, we usually say something about it. Mm. So, all right, Chris, you got anything else? No. As usual. (laughs) And I'm tired of trying to think up movie quotes, so I'm just going to keep pulling shit from Fury Road. So once again, witness me!